Hi everyone! Hello! Welcome back! We are definitely back with another episode of The Nail, Nail Cutter. Cutter. I'm Rain. And I am Nina. In this episode, we are going to be discussing the analogy of the, the table. table. Stay tuned! Hi everyone! Hello! Nina, do you want to introduce our guest today? Absolutely. Uh -huh. So, obviously, welcome to the Nail Cutter. We are back again after a bit of a long break. We but... need to stop making this apology. Okay, yeah. Yeah, let's just get on with it. <laughs> so, today we are back again, and this time we have a guest with us. I will introduce him as Sunny. Come on now. So, please, Sunny, feel free to say, say hi to, to our people. audience. Hey everyone, I'm happy to be here. Wonderful. Thank you for having me. We're happy to have you. So let me tell you what we're talking about today. You all have had this expression about the table, right? This mythical table that has taken on a life of its own, right? Today we are going to be doing a dive into the analogy of the table. Now, you've had expressions like you're shaking... The table you're shaking has <laughs> drinks on it. Or what do you bring to the table? Or I want a seat at the table. I want to hear from you guys, and I'll start with you as our guest. Um, what are your thoughts on this whole, the analogy of the table? Well, um, I think it is a mythical something that has been created in people's minds. But yeah. Like you've introduced, I have had one or two things about the table. Mm. Um, table of men. Mm. Oh, oh, Guinness. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you just had to. <laughs> yeah, but uh, I, I think uh, this is this is something that is coming from a long, long, you know, a long time ago. Uh, but the table for me is a place where people make important decisions, strategic mm. decisions, mm. okay? Mm. And being an African man, a Ugandan man, um, a table of men, it meant that conversations, big conversations were had. Mm. And they were had with men, by men, mm. okay? So that is how I can introduce that. Right. Mm. Nina. Before we take a party's argument of table for men by men, <laughs> what are your thoughts on this this analogy, this mythical thing? Um, I think for me, when I hear this question about the table, mm -hmm. immediately it just takes me... The table is um, kind of like... I think of it as an image of the person, especially the person who is, um, share, who is asking this question. So when when somebody asks me what I bring to the table, I, I imagine they are the table. Mm -hmm. So usually, like the times of the few times I've had this question being asked, I always, I don't know, I just look at the person that's asking the question and wondering why that question is so important. So do you feel that the question, do you think it's it's designed to throw the listener off? Is it? No, I, th I think it reveals a lot about the person that's asking How so? the question. How so? Uh, because I feel like it's a, it's a way of deflecting mm -hmm. and trying to 
um, get the other person to maybe give a reason why they they need to be in your space, which I feel like if you if you even have the audacity to ask such a question, wh- why are you even there in the first place? Right. Because usually the person that's asking the question is kind of is in control of the space and the situation. So I find it like it's a bit of an unfair question mm-hmm. that's being asked. Depending on what the question is, you know. Mm. No, the question is, what do you bring to the table? Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I would like to look at it um, from a different angle. Is yours also a take on what do you bring no, to the I'm, table? I'm reacting to what what uh, Nini yes. is talking about. Mm. Um, for example, I can give you a situation. Um, you are at an interview, professional setting. You are at an interview and someone... You already know what you're going to, you're applying for. You know, you have a background of the whole situation. Mm-hmm. So someone asks you that question. Um, would like to know what else are you going to give me? What extra are you going to give me? Mm-hmm. So if that question is in a professional setting, I think you deserve to really think about it and give a very good answer based on what you represent, what you're all about. Absolutely. Yes. But also, in a social setting, I believe that you have an idea why you're in that space. Oh, come on! So if you go out on a date and a person says, what do you bring to the table? What are you supposed to say? The salt? (laughs) (laughs) What do you bring to this table? It is such... It throws you off. Don't you think? Okay, so let me tell you what I feel about the table. And I recognize that my response is quite, let me go with extemporaneous in this case. It's it's not planned out. It's not very well. I haven't done a whole research on all of this. But the way I I sort of agree with you when you say the table was sort of supposed to represent this place of power. Mm. When I think about, and let me go to biblical literature, right? Mm. Um, you know, come all ye, you know, when they make reference to a table, um, when, when, you know, uh, I believe it was somewhere in Luke, I want to say, where, you know, there was a lot of reference to Jesus inviting people to have a meal then at the table, especially if they were considered outsiders and, you know, the Pharisees would be looking at them. Mm-hmm. Think about movies where, where, when, where all the decisions were being made, right? If you were considered to be a part of, of the league, there would be a table. Think Austin Powers, which is one of my favorites. <laughs> or or um, uh, the one with, with Jack, um, uh, Jack Sparrow. Um, oh, you know, where, you Paris know, the, the yes, Paris mm-hmm. the Caribbean, where, you know, they have all these sea captains and all these um, outlaws yeah. that sit at the table. I think the table was, or even go back to your family context. It was that place where you, so it's like a confederation, like you'd come and federate about whatever it was, and for you to be able to sit there, your, possibly your maid was not involved. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so you, it, it, there's a certain level of exclusivity to this table. And so we, we the, the table now has suddenly taken on this, this power of being a represent, this representation of, of power and, and um, inclusivity in the federation style. And by that, I mean that you come as your own strong entity, but it's as a result of you being, let's say, awesome, that mm-hmm. you're deserving of sitting 
on this your, table, and your right? And you the nail on the head. <laughs> so, <laughs> now, if we're going to go with that argument, yeah. right? In a social setting mm-hmm. where a person asks me on a date, mm-hmm. um, what do I bring to the table? Why did you invite me for dinner? Like, was it not enough that I came with? Maybe, maybe that, <laughs> maybe that comes a bit too early. But yeah, I but I think that is a question that you, that is a discussion that you need to have at some point. Um, but if it's a first date, surely there's a lot to learn about someone. But mm-hmm. yeah, okay. So... We ma- some people make mistakes. Okay. That was a mistake. And, that was a big and mistake. honestly, I feel like the way that question is being asked today and around, you know, YouTube and all these platforms is very disingenuous. Agreed. The way it's coming across. Agreed. It's almost like uh, you're, they're trying to devalue whoever it is yes. that's being asked the question. Yeah. Yeah. Whether yeah. it's a man asking a woman or the way the women are also asking the men. It's, yes. There's some sort of animosity behind it. Yeah. And for me, that's, that's what I found really interesting about why this question had kind of taken a life of its own. Yeah. It's because of the energy in which people are asking this question. Yeah. Like you said in your um, description of what you think this table is, mm. Uh, the the like the principles of the table are this table is clearly defined mm. it's clearly laid out yeah and uh one of the most important things that happen at this table is that you are invited to the table correct so i feel like the reason i find this this uh question so amusing and like so incredible that people are maybe let's say taking offense or feeling some type of way about it. Mm. I think it's it's the attitude with, with which people are discussing the whole table. Okay, table so thing. so what are your thoughts on this conversation around seat at the table? Chris mentioned earlier that, um, you know, uh, for him, it was a perspective of men for men by men. Mm-hmm. And I'm not trying to make this a, a gender conversation. I'm just trying to say, uh, there have been conversations now about people saying they want to sit at the table. We've worked hard. Listen, we're now deserving of that space on the table. Yeah. How do you? What What are your thoughts on this? This that spin of the table, that version of a table. Well, I, I believe it's coming from um, from a point of view that most people have been ignored, especially the ladies, and it's coming out more from the ladies, the, the women activists and all that. Mm. But I think it is a conversation. It is a conversation that needs to be had. Yeah. And and to all the deserving individuals, mm. if you've earned the space to be there, if you've earned your stripes to mm-hmm. be there, by all means, get on the table. Okay? But... I believe each one of us has got the ability to create their own tables and and form their path. That is how I believe it. Okay. Mm. What do you think, Zane? I think that, listen, there are 7 billion people in this world. Thanks. There is no table big enough <laughs> for all of us. Yeah? And yeah. I think that this continuous need to sit at the table, even metaphorically, takes away from the fact that we are 7 billion people who have the capacity to have unique paths, like he mentioned earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I think we are doing ourselves a disservice by continuing to want to sit in existing structures. Sometimes some things just need to be torn down entirely, right? Um, I know that a lot. this expression is used really just, again, to speak to that place of, I need you to see me. I need you to see that I am as brilliant, as, as hardworking, as, as, you know, I, I can do the things that you can do. I could do them faster, better. It doesn't even matter. Mm -hmm. But I feel that our continuous need of to, to tell people to give us a seat at their table, is it possible that perhaps there is a reason it just has 12 chairs? Perhaps ours is, is, is the alternative places. Must we, must we always fight to remove, expel a person from a seat? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, I get, I get that you know I'm being quite literal with the use of the analogy totally. here. Totally, <laughs> but it's, it's, but the idea it's is that it it bothers me sometimes when I keep on hearing people saying, "Give me a seat at the table, give me a seat at the table," mm. because you might be limiting yourself to the context of the limitations of that structure that you're fighting so hard mm. to be a part of. Yeah, perhaps you can come up with a format that makes better sense. And like everybody's talking create about, you know, create your own table, as it were. Mm -hmm. So that is my issue with the expression, um, sit at the table. You know, I, I want to sit at the table. Um, I feel like you're selling yourself short. Perhaps you were not there because you were, your, your, the value you bring supersedes whatever value could have been arrived at hmm. by being on this table. It. it is the way I choose to look at it. <laughs> What do you think? Well, I guess when you think about it in that broad of a, a way, it's, um, I think everyone literally needs to be represented at this table. Mm -hmm. Because if we're talking about things to do with community, society, um, I feel like people need to be represented at this table. So when you talk about it as creating your own table, I feel like that's a bit more personal. Mm -hmm. You have so much liberty to, you know, choose the environment you want to be in and uh, include the people you want to include and reach out to the people that you want to be uh, part of. But when it comes to this wider table, if we're talking about things like uh, governments, po policies, I feel like being denied the seat at the a seat at the table creates more harm than good mm -hmm. because there's this there's always been this thing of the, the the powers that be that call all the shots and there'll always be a group of people that are not represented mm -hmm. so I feel like that's why this fight to uh, have a seat at the table mm -hmm. is very important for certain people mm -hmm. because um there's a reason why they feel like they need to be at the table because they have to they have to represent and fight for their own interests especially if the people at the table are not and not offering any sort of value to them and yet they are part of society and most of the time it's 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 the majority because these tables usually have the few people who feel like they have the power, the control, and and yeah, so I, I feel like the, the the constant argument of wanting to have a seat at this table and fighting and always wanting your voice to be heard, there's a reason for it. It's because people are not being represented. Perhaps uh, pursuit to influence. 
the need to be influential in spaces that are that are strategic mm-hmm. um, that make the important decisions um, for example um, when you talk about politics why we clamor to have the east african federation for example or being in the african union or be part of the eu you know those ones you need to want to be able to make those decisions and not to allow anybody else to make decisions for you in your interests yeah in your interests and 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 probably that is where these these people are coming from or even even as individually mm. maybe that need to be able to make that important decision so my question to you guys is this simply because you've been given a seat at this metaphorical table yeah does it actually convert into the currency you're trying to achieve it's a start is it it is and you don't necessarily have to be at the table as long as you have some sort of representation you don't have to physically be at this table or physically fight but if there's uh, an indication that your ideas or your concerns are being uh are being what represented, represented for lack of a broader mm-hmm. term then i i feel like yeah it's and sometimes it takes a while because um ideas structures they're there for a reason to like keep things the way they are and with everyone coming to the table everyone has an idea a, um a, a way they want things to be done and you can't accommodate all those things they're always like rules and stuff but just the idea that you have that different voice i think is enough to create some sort of change whoever it is that feels neglected or not valued or not heard. I think just having that representation, as much as it might not really be um, showing any results, any um, immediate results, is still, I think it's still a win. I worry that perhaps um, simply having representation on this table for a few things uh-huh. <laughs> Sim- is, is 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 on the part of the other people at that seat on, on those seats is their version of virtue signaling and by that i mean they've done they've done the bare minimum sometimes all we need is bare minimum we just mm-hmm. need to be able to say that listen we have a black woman on our, our board right mm-hmm. but that is all it is it does not translate into the outcomes even in the long term that people are looking for but, but by the time you hunger to to be part of that surely you should be able to want to make a difference not i mean yes the the spirit might be willing but you need to understand that when you come onto a system that's already existing yeah it's very hard to break molds you absolutely guys. and that's yeah? why every step counts no matter how insignificant or uh, it seems like it's not going to do anything or it seems like it's just a cover-up or it's just an aesthetic position or what, whatever it may look like but i feel like it, it has some there's a certain level of <sighs> It has, I think it, it contributes in the long run. 
Okay. Yeah, and I think that the, maybe the problem is that we we live in a society that has like, like we really want instant gratification. Like we want things to happen fast, mm-hmm. and we we forget like our parents who um, they had to fight for these things for like years and years and years, and we, we're only just some of them didn't even get to see uh, get to see the the what do I call them like the results of the things that they fought for. It's their their the people that came after them the that get to enjoy the, the, the their struggles, mm. the, the things that they struggled for. So I feel like with things like uh, when people feel like they are not represented at the table, it's usually it's because they're not patient enough. There's also that element of patience, and usually it also gets down to the fact that, like you said, people will be like, "What's the point?" It's it's such a small step. It's not going to really make a difference. And sometimes people just outrightly give up. Okay. And they're like, no, I let things just remain the way they are. And let's not fight because, like you say, it, it's it's literally going to be uh it's not, it's going to be insignificant for such a long time. But like there, there's things like there there are things that are happening and like underneath. That are kind of creating that shift, but the only time people will recognize the shift is when it's it has like it kind of reveals itself in its entirety. But those small small steps that people take usually are not going to be recognized. So and there are people you that, know why I I I am I'm I'm challenging this please at the table. Tell me <laughs> first. I'm going to I'm going to borrow from a lot of the things that you have said. Mm. You spoke about. Uh, we're an impatient lot now. We want our things, what is that gratification? But is it possible that there is a virtue to impatience? That not everything is supposed to be waited for forever. We don't have to wait a hundred years to see transformation in our lives. People have recognized their voices. They've recognized that you, it's no longer about you having to write to your MP, for example, mm-hmm. to effect change. You can simply rally a group of people, go to social media. Uh, and cause a bit of damage, you know, make enough noise to effect some sort of, re- to evoke a response. Right. That people have come to a place where they're saying some of your bureaucratic systems that have allowed the system to thrive while demonstrating that you're for us, that you're not, mm-hmm. are, we are challenging them, they're antiquated, and they're not quite addressing our issues. And so now, going to my point of, I have chosen to build a separate table parallel to yours right? Mm-hmm. To recognize that, listen, there can be too low-key of power. Um, there, there can be too low-key of, t- of power, right? And I can create my own power that you no longer have um, the right to determine um, my life for me, right? right? And I can be impatient. I can. There's now a virtue to impatience. There's now a virtue to finding alternative means of resolving this issue mm. and in that in that case right what we are saying is that that table i've been fighting my people have been fighting for as a person with disability or a person of color or a person with intersectional challenges right that i've been fighting to have these issues addressed and y'all have not mm-hmm. and now i have come into this space think about all the since the 70s when there was an uproar especially in the u.s about um, down with the government and people for people and all of that stuff. Yeah, those were people creating parallel lines of power, creating different table mm-hmm. and saying, "Listen, we are not. We don't support the war in Vietnam. We we 
you know the the one of the biggest reasons it is said that america lost the war in vietnam was because they lacked the will of the people in america right and those are the people at the at the table why for the war but it's the people who, who chose to say i know listen this is what not what we're about mm. right now we're about love and peace and whatever was you know <laughs> a mono i mean chromatic colors or whatever it was that was happening at that point yeah i think there is a space for breaking tables absolutely and i think there's a space for opting out of the current reigning table mm. and saying listen there's another way a thing can be done i'm not saying anarchy i'm just saying <laughs> there god forbid there, 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 i think there are other ways chris what are your thoughts well i've just been thinking okay how do you deal with that with your analogy how do you deal with relationships mm-hmm. if i mean going back to that discussion where we're what do I bring to the table? Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, I told you so. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> yeah, but, but for me, I wanted to just buy a little bit um, by asking, you know, in this day and age, there's so many people that are being baited to the table. How do you mean? Um, you, you, you mentioned... Um, you mentioned that some people get to the table and they do not have the power to influence or do anything. Yeah. But these days, because of the fast-paced, you know, environment we we have right now, business, politics, you know, uh, socially, you find that people look out for the things that are unique about them, and they 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 bait some interesting things like money or you're going to be making this decision, Mm -hmm. but mainly to silence you. Mm. Yeah. So I wanted to hear... The seat at the table as a a, a tool to silence you, right? To silence you or something like that. I don't know you go so far. You can never really silence a voice that has something to say. But you can. Mm, but it has not. killed then that that just takes the authenticity out of it so if we're going to talk about people that are bored that's a whole other ball game because but it is a game in this there. conversation yes. but most times when people are willing to put their lives on the line the chances of buying them or silencing them it might work as a it might deter them for a bit but if you're actually fighting for something that you believe in you won't be able to keep like you they won't be able to keep you sh- that keep is unless the of ideal course world. your system this mm. table you're on is one of those that introduces layers of bureaucracy to your fight for example you have been brought into um the au suddenly you can't make decisions autonomously right mm-hmm. it has to be put to a vote and your vote is continuously uh negated then suddenly you're fighting you you you're you're almost defeated yeah mandela was an anti-tableist and i'm going to say it like that as if it's a word yeah he was an anti-tableist because (laughs) he 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 found parallel ways to achieve an outcome 
I'm just saying this you table doesn't have four legs. I totally agree with you. And no matter how which way you slice it, whether you're going to start your own table, whether you're going it's to the table, you're still <laughs> attempt at getting Mandela to the table. Event, eventually went to the table. She had to but he found the, the ultimate table is what counts. Go and build your little tables and excite yourself and be the king of your table. But at some point, tea. <laughs> You will feel the need to be invited to the bigger conversation. So, yeah. And I guess that's where we are right now because this conversation is being had. It's not going to stop being, yeah, you course. know. And I feel it, we're going to just start getting more clarity of why why are people asking this question and, wh- like, wh- what's the purpose for it? And okay, I, so I want you guys' final thoughts, right? Yeah. What do you bring to the table? How in that <laughs> Chris, what do you bring to the table? Really, oh, um from from, <laughs> from a professional point of view, mm-hmm. I, I think it is really important because it is important for you to define yourself. Mm-hmm. Define yourself in a way that you will be taken seriously you will be consulted to make a difference in your line of work Um, even in relationships i think it is important to define your i i think you need to define your role in every situation you're in i think it is important i bring salt ladies and gentlemen thank you so much for listening to us today um, share your thoughts on, you know, what you bring to the table and this whole conversation Let's about the analogy of the table. Yeah. We'd love to hear from you. Um, send us an email, reach out to us, share this with your friends and we'll catch you on the other side. Bye-bye.